You are listening to Lions Unchained. The podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Friend, let me ask you this. Do you have a hard heart? Now, the chances are, even if you did, you wouldn't even know it. This is how a callous heart works. It builds up gradually over time. We become unaware of its hardened condition because along the way we might receive a scratch here or a scar there or let the sun go down on our wrath and begin to lose the feeling in that area altogether. The best illustration I can offer of this is the branding of an animal. When I was growing up, several of our extended family members were farmers and I would often witness the branding of a sheep or cattle by my uncle or grandfather. When the searing hot poker touched the animal's skin, the animal would wince in enormous pain. But amazingly in time, the nerve endings were damaged in the area of the brand. They would have no feeling whatsoever from that point onwards in that area. This is what it's like with our heart. The more and more we go through life without correcting our heart issues, we can become more and more desensitized to the voice of God and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible talks of this as a seared conscience. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Remember, the conscience is the voice of the human spirit, and we should never ignore it. To give you another illustration, I had an uncle growing up in Wales in the UK who could boil a kettle, pour a boiling hot cup of tea, and drink it straight down without taking a pause. Why? Because he had seared his throat to the point where he could swallow boiling hot tea with no feeling whatsoever. Friend, we don't want our hearts to be at that level where we have no feeling whatsoever. I know in my lifetime, the Lord has corrected me several times about my own heart on an ongoing basis. He never leaves it alone. And he does so through his word primarily. But he can also use friends, family members, or even leaders in our lives to do so on occasion. But we also know as Christians, there is that tug from the Holy Spirit within us that lets us know something is not right. But if we ignore it for too long, it will be to our detriment. We can ignore it for a while. Heck, we could even grieve the Holy Spirit. But his mercy endures forever, and he will never let go of us, even if we let go of him. Friend, today, I wish to remind you of one of the key parables that Christ spoke of in his narrative, and that is the parable of the sower. Its focus is our heart condition, and friend, our hearts are so important to God. The word heart is mentioned 787 times in the Old Testament and 167 times in the New Testament. Not once was it talking about the blood pump beating in your chest cavity. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, because out of it are the issues of life. In the Amplified Version it says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. The CJB version says, Above everything else, guard your heart, for it is the source of life's consequences. 
When it comes to our heart, if we align ourselves with God's word, the course of our life will be set in the right direction, his direction. In fact, scripture attests to the fact that God constantly keeps close tabs on our heart condition. In Jeremiah 17.10, in the NIV, it says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Friend, our ability to receive in this life is in direct proportion to the state of our heart. We want our soil to be full of nutrients, fertilizer, and weed killer. We want to maximize our potential, and it's our responsibility to clean up our hearts if needed. There is also mention in Scripture of the hardened heart being cut or pricked when the gospel was presented to certain people. And I will give you some examples of this right now. In Acts chapter 5, verse 33, it says, When they heard, they were cut to their heart and took counsel to slay them. In Acts seven fifty-four, it says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and gnashed on him with their teeth. And then is a positive response example in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now friend, when God cuts your heart, you have two choices, as outlined by these scriptural examples. You can either choose to become angry, gnash your teeth, and seek to confront the one who did the cutting, or you can find out why you feel this way. Who did the cutting? That would be God. Now you could choose rightly in Acts chapter 2 verse 37 where the devout Jews that witnessed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit said, what shall we do? But you, friend, need to ask the Lord what he wants you to do right now because surely if you're listening to this broadcast, he is confronting your heart condition right now. Let me tell you a story about being cut to the heart. I had a friend in Bible college from Norway. It's a long story, but God supernaturally brought this man from Norway to Tulsa, Oklahoma to study there. One day, while we were playing golf together, he shared the following account. There was a time when this man was unscrupulous in his business dealings, and he had such an insatiable desire to get ahead in the business realm that he would do anything to be successful. So when he was invited to a meeting to gain entry into the Freemasonry organization, he jumped at the chance. So as part of this strange initiation ritual, they shut off all the lights in the building and allowed the initiates to stumble around in the dark so they would feel what it was like to not be, quote, illuminated, unquote, until the lights came back on. It was at this very moment that he felt a very sharp instrument stab him in the chest area. So strong was the pain that he keeled over and fell to the floor. He gasped for breath, for he was in great fear because of what had happened, as he thought someone had literally stabbed him in the heart. But as he fondled his chest, there was no sign of blood whatsoever. So at this point, he was very confused. It was at this time that he heard an audible voice speak these words, I have pricked your heart. Now run out of this building as fast as you can right now. Friend, this man was about to get involved with something very dark, very sinister, and he was so callous to the situation, it took a sharp pain in his chest to get his attention. He indeed left the meeting as best he could and never went back. And the good news is that from that time onwards, he turned his life around and went in the direction of God's plan, as he eventually became born again and spirit-filled. But friend, let me ask you this. Has God been trying to get your attention, but you haven't been listening to him? 
When it comes to your hardened heart, we can be in very precarious spiritual conditions if we have a hard heart. Let's remind ourselves of the key takeaways from the parable of the sower. I urge you to read it for yourself when you have a moment. This parable can be found in all of the Synoptic Gospels, in Matthew chapter 13, Luke chapter 8, and Mark chapter 4. Now, Jesus effectively said in Mark chapter 4.13, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? So we better pay close attention to this parable, very, very closely. And I'm going to read from Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 15. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they heard, Satan cometh immediately, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended." And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things enter in. Choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some one hundredfold. Now, friend, recall in verse 15, and I will read it again. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Friend, this is a very ominous threat from Satan. No doubt that he comes to steal the word sown in our hearts. But interestingly, Matthew's gospel reveals exactly how Satan is able to do this. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 13 verse 19 right now. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then the wicked one cometh and catches away that which is sown in his heart. This is he which receives the seed by the wayside. Friend, did you catch that? Matthew's gospel reveals something very interesting that the gospel of Mark did not. Satan cannot simply steal the word of God from you for no reason. It's only when you don't understand it that he has legal grounds to steal it from you. This is why understanding the word of God and rightly dividing it are so important, so crucial. It helps us read from different translations also to get a better understanding of God's word. Not only is this passage a typology of whether people receive God's word and become born again, but the understanding of God's word for daily application in our lives is also pertinent. Consider only one type of soil was successful in receiving the word. That that's one quarter of the potential of soil available. Not everybody is going to receive the word and go with it. Whatever aspect of God's word is impregnated with us, we want to see a harvest in all areas of our lives. Whether it's a bad habit you're trying to get rid of, or being healed of a terminal disease, or prospering in your finances, the word of God sheds light on all of these areas. But if we don't understand it or know how to apply it, Satan can steal it from you. Friend, we need to rid ourselves of the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and free up our hearts to seek out God's plan and to heck with everything else. Notice that there was a deceit to riches. We cannot trust in them. One day the stock is up, one day the stock is down. We cannot put our faith in those riches, but only God. The sower is generous with his seed as the Lord is generous with his word. The point is we need to adjust our soil 
not the seed. We need to remove stones and thorns and thistles and ensure our heart is ready for what is to be planted. No one can suffer from a victim mentality in this parable because everyone gets a liberal dousing of the seed in equal measure. But the seed's inability to take in the soil is hindered solely by us. Friend, I cannot stress enough the importance of the heart condition. In my experience, once your heart becomes hardened, we lose sensitivity to God's leading and intimacy with other people. The same barrier you put up to defend your heart is the very same barrier that prevents intimacy with God and other people. Let's change that today. Let's tear down that wall that is keeping you back. Let's tear down the barrier and lay it aside. If you are having difficulty rightly discerning God's leading in your life and you feel like the heavens are like brass and you haven't heard the Spirit of God deep down in your spirit for months, if not years, you need open heart surgery today. So allow God to use his scalpel, which is the word of God, to make the necessary repairs and unblock the arteries that are holding back God's presence in your life. Friend, if you do so, you will enter into a time of refreshing, a time of refreshing in your soul and your mind as you lay your burdens aside and break down this barrier that is holding back intimacy between you, God, and other people. Until tomorrow, good night, God bless, and remember to spread the good news. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.